All right, we are rolling. We were talking about how BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive, has Bachman about two, Overdrive. two big hits. You ain't seen nothing yet. Da, da, baby. And taking care of business. Every day. Taking care of business. Every way. Let's see. What other, so what's BTO's number three song? That's my question. Yeah. I'm going to look it up here. Be funny if it was something like landslide. <laughs> landslide. <laughs> what wrecking? It's probably wrecking ball. Wrecking ball. I don't know that song. Miley Cyrus song. Oh. Yeah. You hit me like a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So on Google in the side panel here, they say "Taking Care of Business" 1973 is the first song listed. "Let It Ride" is number two. I'm not sure. I let's pull it up. Pull it. Up. Cue that pull bitch that up. Shit up. What is Let It Ride? I'm sure I recognize it, but I don't know it by title. Oh, okay. I got it. I'm not good at picking out songs. I really don't like it, but I know the song. Can you can Let It Ride. No? Okay. okay, pull up uh, Roll On Down the Highway. They really have kind of a theme going, don't they? <laughs> I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, of, of CCR in a way because mm-hmm. you start thinking um, uh, rolling down the river. Right? Mm-hmm. This one doesn't sound as familiar. I think actually, let's see. Jesus. No, it's kind of a rip off a Ramblin' Man, I think. Oh, fuck. Alright, uh, let's go to Blue Collar. Play that one for me. And then that'll be the last one. Is, is this a list of their number ones or is this a list of the songs of the it's, album? It's the... No, no, it's not an album. It's... It's Google side panel, so presumably these songs are listed in order of import. No, I would say this is this is the listing in order. No, they're of different it. albums. They're from uh, first two are from Bachman Turner Overdrive something. It gets and then two, the next two are from Not Fragile. All right, all right. What is it? Uh, Blue collar. Blue collar. Yeah, from Bachman Turner Overdrive. I mean, Overdrive's in the name. All their songs have to be out driving cars and shit. Come on. I guess so. How can, how come taking care of business is not? Uh, uh, it's it's not liar. No idea what this is. Yeah, no, I would say they're probably a three-hit wonder. I don't think I ever heard this song. Welcome to the Muppet Show. Did it? Did it? it. No, there's no reason to play CCR. No, no. This plus sounds kind of like the. I'll leave that up if you want to play anything else. I won't. I won't mute your soundbed capability. But uh, there's a few CCR songs I like. I used to say that, and then I think I've long since got sick of all of them. All, really, all of them. I don't know. Like, what song do you like? Please don't say Proud Mary or whatever. No, it's that not Proud Mary. No, 
I think have you ever seen the rain's a good song. Okay. All right. Well, that one I can deal with. Um Also I'm not looking at the list right now, so there might be other yeah. ones I don't hate, but when I think of CCR, I think of Played Out. Yeah. When I think of Matchbox 20, I think of Played Out. <laughs> um, up Around the Bend. Fortunate Son. Have you ever seen The Rain? Fortunate Son's a decent song, but it's played out. Yeah. But I, I think have you seen the rain, have you ever seen the rain is a is a really good yeah song. yeah okay I'll give that to you. It's like I was uh, last week. I, I want to know have you ever seen the rain? I know, I know. It's a good song. It is. I'll give it to you. I was at Lowe's last weekend by some home improvement supplies, right? And uh, they're playing that song uh, "Good" from Better Than Ezra. You know the song I'm talking about? Probably, but I don't recognize it. It's good. I, I I can't even sing it. But it's like Better Than Ezra's only popular song. And this was popular back in the days where I was part of BMG Music Club. And, <laughs> try, you know, and probably when I was most into music. And that genre of music was something I was into. So I bought their album, Deluxe. Yeah, it's there was a couple other okay songs, but but you know it just kind of seems typical for like going into Lowe's. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that song from Better Than Ezra at least six times. <laughs> as I Better Than Ezra on their sort of con- as I've been as I've been in Lowe's, you know, they, they like Better Than Ezra. It's just I'm sure I've heard it more than once. <laughs> Whoever is their music executive. Uh, okay, so let's talk Tai Chi, shall we? Tai Chi, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I need to move this computer over here so I have a little bit of a reference terminal. And how do you spell it? T T A I J I. Um, trying to look and see if there's anything interesting that I can pull up. The Taoist classic Zhu Zhuangzi introduced the title. So. Right in the side panel on Wikipedia here, right? And this might tie in some of the whole conversation, but it's like Taiji philosophy, and it shows the yin and yang, and it's like a commonly used version of the symbol for Taiji called Taijitu. Mm-hmm. So it's very closely related to the whole... Well, I mean, the, the whole Chinese philosophy is about balance, right? The, mm-hmm. the, so... Um, like I said, like I said, when I was talking on the main show, there, there's Taiji and there's Wuji, so mm-hmm. you have the balance between the both of them. So, so that that would make sense that that uh, just because we know Yin and Yang, mm-hmm. and again, this is it's called Yin Imperial mm-hmm. Taiji. So right. I mean, it's based off that same concept. So, yeah, it it makes sense, I guess, in in that way. Core concept. Taiji is understood to be the highest conceivable principle, that from which existence flows. This is very similar to the Taoist idea that reversal is the movement of the Tao. The supreme ultimate creates yang and yin. Movement generates yang. When its activity reaches its limit, it becomes tranquil. Through tranquility, the supreme ultimate generates yin. When tranquility has reached its limit, there is a return to the movement. Movement and tranquility and alternation become each the source of each other. This is a philosophy 
that is abstract enough that you can pull similar concepts to pull it into something mechanical, mm-hmm. if you will. This is very similar to the to uh, chaos and order, right? You mm-hmm. have a chaotic right, system. Right, right. Sure. Chaotic system leads to order. Ordered systems together lead to chaos. And it just goes back and forth in that sort of sense. It, but back and forth are concepts that are more fuzzy in this definition. But still, th- this is this is uh, this is one of the ways that, that philosophy is is good. Philosophy takes these concepts that we see uh, in in the world and turns them into distillations of poetry that are understandable to. Uh, to our very kind of literal and uh, and the subjective minds, whereas the concepts that exist in the mathematics are a lot more complicated, and they come down to very different. <laughs> they get they actually get results when you use them. You mm-hmm. can actually you can actually predict things based on them instead of just seeing you know overall patterns. Right. But the poetry is the same. Mm-hmm. The po- the essence of the concept is the same. Well, I just searched through YouTube. I was hoping to to find a hibiscus moon talking about Taiji, but no, there's nothing yeah. like that out there. There's no lunatics raving about their Taiji. I mean, and you can see that how it turns into craziness as you go further along. Uh, by the transformation of the yang and the union of the yin, the five elements, the, the, the ki or chi, of water, fire, wood, metal, and earth are produced. I mean, so you see, like, the overt oversimplification of these mm-hmm. ideas leads to bad ideas if you follow them out to their full extension. There's something very interesting about math. I brought this up before. Oh, but what about the dolphin slaughter? Well, finish what you're saying, but we got to look into the Taiji dolphins. All right, let, let me bring them, let me do this concept before we go Sorry. jump jump into dolphins, whether it's having sex with 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 headless fish or or, or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, remember, I, I asked you this question before because it was an interesting question um, that that I had heard. Is there it is math something we've discovered, or is this something that we've invented? Is it? Can you this? No, I'm good. It, it, is is math the language that is the language a language that we invented, or is it a language that that we've been able to discover? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a very cool line of of explore exploration, right? <sighs> So I, don't, I, I don't remember what I said last time. You know, re-examining sure. the thing. It, it's not obvious, right? I mean... It's, it's not obvious, no. Because the, the, the intuition, if anything, is we discovered math, and math was always there. But, I mean, thinking about other... I mean, just thinking about the way the universe... You know, way the things we, you know, that we've observed and whatnot, it... It's very possible that it's, it's hard to me for to articulate it, right? Well, so Where it's not that we made the math so it works, but there's a little bit of that 
in there, right? It's yeah. So I forget exactly what my opinion was last time. Uh, I think it was somewhat similar, but I've in, in thinking more about it, I think that math was invented. I don't think it was discovered, but I think there is something about math. I mean, it, was it was it created to approximate? Reality? I mean, well, no. Here's or because like there's a couple, there's two different angles I can see, right? Where it's we invented something that represents observation, right? Which no, I'm not sure my terms are perfect, okay. right? So give me a little bit of leniency here. Sure. Yeah. Um, we invented something that uh, represents observation, and then we also the more philosophical angle would be we created something that did not exist until we created it type thing right well that would be i mean english didn't exist or spanish didn't exist until we right but math seems more inherent to the universe but well so here's here's my thinking and part of it comes from just as you know, sort of my you know, deep thinking about it. Part of mm-hmm. it comes from things I've heard, mostly from people like Feynman. And it shouldn't surprise you, Feynman may not have been the first person to come up with this idea, but he certainly is a fantastic teacher. So he he brings these things across very well. But mathematics is a language, much like other languages that we've come we've invented. But there is a difference between mathematics as a language and other languages, in the sense that mathematics, in order for to make any sense it has to fit a very logical structure you can't avoid this law. you can keep creating things in mathematics keep creating new languages but they still have to fit the logical structure in order for it to work that's very different from other languages like mm-hmm. english for example english you can get a lot more poetic you can go into a lot different in various different ways of constructing things and still have it be understandable yeah there's no similes in math yeah. right right you can still get your point across in english but uh, you can get a more generalized point, but you, you can get very specific points across in mathematics, and the reason is because it has these logical precepts built into it, and it can only make any sense if you follow these logical precepts. Mm-hmm. If you look at math, and you know, obviously there are sophisticated math people will look at that people don't know the math and it won't make any sense to them. But people who do know the math will look at it and say, "Well, this is this is nonsense," versus this actually follows. Mm-hmm. So the point is that we created a language that was so structurally bound that you, you that it it became very effective at being able to describe things in a way that languages that aren't bound are not. Right, but if it describes the functions of the universe, that's the it, thing. I don't think it does. Okay. I, I think it, it approximates the functions it, of the universe. I mean, it's it's very good at approximation at getting things down to a level where there's a communication between people uh, on a level that's much more precise than other languages. But is it the way the universe works? No, I, I think it's uh, it, there was a there's a paper a long time ago on the unreasonable effectiveness of mathematics. I just think it's the it's a perfectly reasonable effectiveness of bounding our possibilities in terms of how we describe things in very distinctive ways, and therefore how we communicate with that language means that you're you, you have very specific boundaries in which you can 
you, you can't flow very far from these things mm-hmm. without violating those tenets. Okay. I'm not sure I have any kind of additional argument, but it, it makes sense. Actually, I think we summed it up better than the last time we talked yeah. about it. So I, I think that's that's why math works is because it's because it's so strict mm-hmm. because it forces you to be uh, either very precise or extraordinarily eloquent in order to bring your point across. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the dolphins. All right, so there's a video <laughs> of dolphin. Uh, he's he's in an aquarium like SeaWorld type right, place. Yeah. And he's up against a viewing window, like, you know, underwater viewing window. And one of the fishes that they use to feed the dolphins has gone uneaten and his head is missing. So it's kind of just a hollow tube. Take it from there, Greg. So I set the scene for you. So the the dolphin has, like other mammals, a penis and... It, uh, the dolphins are known for sort of bringing out their penises at, at, at weird times when, when, when people are around and things like that and playing with them. Dolphins are, are uh, the kind of the teenagers of, <laughs> of the ocean, if you will. And this dolphin is just fucking this, this, <laughs> this fish down its head hole. His neck hole. Just bam, 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 bam. And, and he looks so happy. And he looks happy and he's doing and, and that's one part of it. Well, there was the thing, I think it was back in the 70s, maybe 80s, where the the lady was doing some research trying to teach a dolphin to talk. And she was living in this habitat with a dolphin where there was probably like three or four feet of water, three feet of water, I'd say. And like her bunk was up out of the water, but you know, she was living with a dolphin for extended periods of time. And one of the things that really wrecked the, I don't know, not the credibility of the experiment, but the public perception of the fun in the funding for the experiment is that, these dolphins, it was a teenage dolphin, like you just said, right? They get horny. So so she could get back to work, she would jack off the dolphin. And like that just sent like the credibility down the drain. Well, I think that there, there's you know a credibility problem in general with that situation. Because if you lock yourself in a room with something, uh, you know how humans are. We're, we're so likely to identify with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that old thing of, you know, I, I could take this pencil, I call it Steve, and I break it. Part of you dies inside because <laughs> I just call It wouldn't have mattered if when it was a pencil, but when I called it Steve, I just identified it with you. You did way. that to me already. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weird thing that we identify with things so well that, that we kind of get lost in it and then we start to project things onto them. This is why science when it's done right needs to be double blind because we need mm-hmm. to be we need to disassociate ourselves from what we're experimenting on because we have for very good reasons for very good uh, evolutionary reasons and other things we identify with with things that we uh that we are working with i mean we we consider tools that are completely fungible and entirely replaceable to be uh, you know, important to us. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we have a, a special drill or a special shirt that we wear or, or things like that. 
even though these are you know obviously ridiculous concepts uh the idea of wearing a rally cap at a game for example or you know i, I wear this special shirt and the steelers always win with this shirt or you know th- this is th- this is the pen that i love this is my favorite underwear whatever we do that all the time. I was looking up this this lady who lived with the dolphins, right? As so I searched for a couple terms, and Huffington Post UK has that uh, girl who talked to dolphins, girl who talked to dolphins, and then friends and masturbated them too. <laughs> it was in the sixties. It was Margaret. Mm-hmm. Margaret well, Howe. Who wasn't masturbating people in the sixties, right? Margaret Howe. But you know they were really trying to see if they could teach dolphins to speak right you know or at least communicate right i mean right yeah because they can't know about larynx they can't well but they can they can i mean it's like a parrot they can mimic stuff with their blowhole right Mm -hmm. so so they were i don't know exactly what kind of details or advances they actually made but when like like i said she was living with the dolphins and her story is she masturbated him so they'd calm down, right? I mean, right. Well, right. So he'd be less honorary, and yeah. they could get some more work done. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but you know, get his nut off. So we talked about this. Well, yeah. we talked about this exactly when you showed me the dolphin video. I'm like, the question was, which is of greater importance? Is it the pleasure? Because the story was about pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right, the story that you showed me was very heavy on to the dolphin was doing it because whacking off is pleasurable. But we've talked before about how you know there's times we whack off just to release that pressure, right? You know, and you know you can concentrate better, right? Yeah. You know, so or is he getting his nut off just so he can go about his other shit? You know, yeah. And and you kind of came back like, why does it have to be one or the other? Right. And maybe they're inseparable. From for me, I was thinking of it of, of was which one is the 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 driving reason, right? But you're you're making the argument that I it, I, I don't think that there is one that you can say is a driving mm-hmm. reason above the other. I think they both have, if not equal pertinence, and they're very much related to one another. So it, it's you know it, it, they it, it, it's pleasure. It's also. I need to get things done and just get this out of the way. (laughs)